Welcome to this week's Crowd Church service. We are a digital church on a quest to discover how Jesus helps us live a more meaningful life. We are a community, a space to explore the Christian faith and a place where you can contribute and grow. Our service will last about an hour and in a few seconds we will start with a time of worship after which you will meet our hosts for our service who will introduce today's talk. After the talk, we head into Conversation Street, where we look at your stories and questions that you've posted in the comments throughout the live stream. I want to invite you to connect with us here at Crowd Church, and there are a few ways that you can do just that. Firstly, you can engage with Crowd from any device during our live stream. And if you're up for it, why not invite a few friends over and experience the service together? You see, church is all about connecting with God and connecting with others. And one of the easiest ways for you to do that is to also join one of our midweek groups where we meet online together to catch up and discover more about the amazingness of Christ. You can also subscribe to our podcast called What's the Story, where we deep dive into stories of faith and courage from everyday people. More information about all of these things that I've mentioned can be found on our website at www.crowd.church or you can reach us uh, on social media at Crowd Church. If you're new to Crowd or new to the Christian faith and would like to know what your next steps to take are, well, why not head over to our website crowd.church forward slash next for more details. And now, the moment you've been waiting for is here. Our online church service starts right now. Well, good evening. <laughs> Seamless. Seamless camera transition. Well done. Yeah. Maybe I was just about to say good evening and welcome to Crowd Church, and I realised you're in the driver's seat. Yeah, you took I'm sorry, you, you go for it. Let's just rewind. <coughs> there you go. Good evening. <laughs> Welcome to Carrot Church. For those of you that perhaps clicked on a link from YouTube or Facebook, this is not Anna. This is <laughs> In case you'd not figured that yeah. out. Um, Anna's not very well. Yeah, bless um, she, yeah, She's not feeling good. She hoped she'd feel a little bit better this, today, but she's feeling pretty rough. So. Yeah, so do pray for Anna. Yes, so Matt's jumped in at the last minute. So it's last a double Matt fest. Because yeah. Matt's doing the talk, and then he's going to talk about the talk. Yeah, I'm really this. sorry. A lot of Matt tonight, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, a lot of Matt, yeah. and uh, I do apologise. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's good. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm sorry for Anna feeling sick, but I do like this. So it's, not, it's not a hardship to be yeah. here. So uh, welcome, everybody. Welcome to the live stream. Yeah, it's good to have you all. Hi, Andy and Matt. And oh, Matt Crew has said, where's Anna? Well, we've, we've just we've given that explanation. Yes. Yeah. 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 We might have to explain it again in a few minutes. We might. The latecomers. Yeah, yes. Hang on a minute. What's going on? What's going on? So, we've given you a bit of a glimpse of what's coming up because Matt is doing the talk. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I am doing the talk on five things I think you need to know about becoming a Christian. Yes. I recorded it two weeks ago. I'm really sorry. I forgot. I've moved on. <laughs> um, <laughs> this, yeah, this bit. The talk isn't live. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. I should play along, Matthew. Play along. Like he got he got to a different location. Really yes. Uh, yeah. So now I recorded a few weeks ago um, on five things about becoming a Christian. It's the teaching is taken from our website. So there's oh, a page here. Yeah, there's a page on the crowd website called um, "How do I become a Christian?" And we wrote that uh, a while ago when we built the website um, because obviously that was a question people were asking, like "How do I become a Christian?" And we took a teaching from the book of acts oh okay yeah yeah and so um and we use this sermon that uh, we're going to go through tonight that paul uses when he's talking to the church in uh athens okay. i was going to say when he's talking to the church in athenians but that's not right no. when he's talking to the <laughs> athenians in, in athens, athens. <laughs> <laughs> and so um so yeah a while ago we did this uh we did this page on the website um, about that and so when we were going through the book of Acts I said to Sadaf 
when we get to that scripture, I'll do that because I'd already done the teaching on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just meant prep was a little bit easier, yes. I'm not going to lie. Uh, and so, yes, that's what we're talking about yeah. tonight. Well, we had um, a little chat today with my kids. We had little orange, orange church. Orange, for, orange church, yeah. Orange church. We went for a walk, so we, we told our kids, um, me and my wife, how we became a Christian. Oh, nice. Yeah, did a little story there. Um, Fantastic. Which was, which was good, yeah. yeah really yeah. good to go, go through that with them and, and just tell them how. Well, if you want to find out more, listen to um, some What's the Stories, because there's lots, yeah. of the, <laughs> lots of stories there. Have you done one yet? I haven't, no, so perhaps I need to perhaps get Perhaps need that. to get you on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sadass written me in a little book. <laughs> <laughs> so, it will happen at some point. Okay, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's, uh, there's no doubt then it's going to be on yeah. at some point. You probably should explain What's the Stories. Yes. So, what's the sport? What? <laughs> <laughs> what's the sport, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah, we had lots of sports yesterday. If you're we did. In the UK, we did. What's the story? Is a great podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Loads and loads out there already. Aren't there? There's yeah, like thirty over 30, 37, something thirty seven, thirty eight, like I think. Yeah, right now, yeah. Um, stories of ordinary people about how their life has been changed by God, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, some, well, every one of them actually quite extraordinary. Quite extraordinary, and they're yeah. just normal people. It's not like you know we pick. People, some people have stories that are excited don't they yeah yeah but then there's just there's ordinary folk as well where it's ordinary folk yeah god the normal folk yeah when god just changes changes it's a story so yeah Yeah, it is and it's amazing really isn't it and so that's why we did the 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 what's a story podcast we want to we wanted to share people's stories Mm. because every story is unique every story is different uh some you know just crazy stories like I, I really want to get Graham Jones on too the What's the Story <laughs> podcast and you'll hear him talk about how he took shotguns you know to school when he was 12 years old and things like that um, and then there's just there's there's people like you came out of the womb as a Christian in a lot of ways. <laughs> and so um, yeah massive range so yeah. check out What's the Story podcast if you haven't seen it yeah and if you're going through um, problems or it may be how things or finance so just have a scroll through some of them and, and think oh, yeah i'll listen to that person there's a lady on a couple of weeks ago it was an amazing talk and like in my mind i'm 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 rubbish at remembering what people say I remember you know the general put that near your mouth orange i can remember microphone technique i can remember the general gist <laughs> but this lady she said a line she said um and one of the bonuses about getting cancer <laughs> and that was the line. <laughs> You're like, okay. Whoa. <laughs> was how, not expecting yeah. that. Yeah. Just how God had has used her, changed her. Well, you need to listen to it because I just wouldn't do it yeah, worthwhile. Yeah. But yeah. Amazing stories. No, there are actually. I was talking to someone earlier on the WhatsApp and referred them to Sadaf's story. Uh, what was the story? Oh, yeah. I, need to up on that. I, I know Sadaf and I'll find out a bit more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Sadaf was in an abusive relationship. Oh, wow. Yeah, really bad uh, in a lot of ways. And her, the, the, just draw my pen. And the, her partner was a Christian. And so she was in this sort of Christian abusive relationship. And so she, I mean, that story is insane. So um, I, I'm I just talking to somebody on WhatsApp earlier on, an abusive relationship. Yeah, listen to that. And yeah. so, yeah, really fascinating. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff in there. What's the story? Do check it. I think we've plugged that yeah, really well. I think... We should just get straight into the talk. Yeah. Yeah. More Matt. Um, yes, more Matt. So here's Matt doing the talk. Um, but while the talk's on, if you've got any questions, please just put them up. Yeah. And then we'll come back and we will discuss them. Yes, we will. And I'm going to get in the comments now. Cool. And I'm going to press a button, which is somewhere here. There it is. Oh. Oh, no. Got an error message come up on the screen. Yeah, you just sorry have to about that. Press the... There you go. I'm going to do that instead. Oh no, has it been downloaded? That's the question. Yeah, okay, whilst Dan is fiddling around with the technology, trying to make the video work, uh, let me just say a uh, warm welcome to you. I'm just gonna go in the comments, put my glasses on. Yeah. I'll see to... who's in the comments. This is why I have my phone. I'm not really sorting out my to-do list. Dan, I'm on the screen twice now. Right. Have you done that? Don't know, but I can't get that video.
You know, I don't remember a time when I didn't believe in the existence of God. Doesn't mean I was always a Christian, but I always believed that God existed. I kind of knew that there had to be a God, but I didn't really know an awful lot about him other than what was taught in the school assembly. And even then I would usually zone out. So I'm not actually sure how much went in. You know what I mean if you sat in those school assemblies. Now, it wasn't until I was 18 that I made the decision to become a Christian, which in some ways sounds like a very strange statement. I appreciate that. How on earth did I get to a place where I made a decision like this? And what was that decision? Well, today we are going to look at some of these key ideas and hopefully dispel some of the crazy myths about Christianity, like you have to learn secret handshakes, you know, start wearing sandals, that you can't drink alcohol, or, you know, you kind of lose your ability to dance at all, uh, or without ever laughing or smiling or having fun ever again. You know the myths. And so they're all not true. Uh, and uh, just, you know, spoiler alert, uh, to help us do just that, we are going to carry on our study in the book of Acts. We're, we're sort of journeying through the book of Acts, which is a book that chronicles the story of the early church. And to give us some kind of context, we are following a chap called Paul, the Apostle Paul, Saint Paul, as he is also known, uh, through his missionary journey and throughout chapter 17 which is where we're now at. Paul and Silas, a chap called Silas, are in ancient Greece where many people are becoming Christians. But there's a group of people, the hardliners, who weren't that impressed and broke out in a mob against them. So Saul and, uh, Saul, Paul and Silas escaped to a place called Berea. But then the mob follows them. Uh, it's the ancient version of the cancel culture, it seems. So the next stop for Paul and Silas is Athens. And that's where we're going to pick up the story. Now, the thing about the Athenians was that most of them had never heard about Jesus or the Messiah. So Paul is speaking to a relatively, uh, let's call them fresh audience. And he's going to talk in a way which helps them understand. Not like he's talking to a Jewish audience but like he's talking to an audience that never really heard about Jesus before, which is helpful because Paul, in this sort of mini sermon that he does, Paul's known for his long sermons, but to the Athenians, oh no, he keeps it quite short. But he's going to lay out five things in his message uh, to them about what it means to become a Christian. And it's those five things that I want to draw out in today's passage. So if you're thinking uh, about becoming a Christian, if you're on that journey wanting to find out more, Stay tuned, because this is going to be super, super helpful. And of course, if you are a Christian already, this is just always a good fresh reminder of things. I really enjoyed this study. So let's dig into it. Number one, we're going to learn that to become a Christian means knowing that God created you for a relationship with him. Okay, so Paul starts off his sermon by saying, The God who made the world and everything in it, this master of sky and land, doesn't live in custom-made shrines or need the human race to run errands for him, as if he couldn't take care of himself. He makes the creatures. The creatures don't make him. Starting from scratch, he made the entire human race and made the earth hospitable with plenty of time and space for living so we could seek after God and not just grope around in the dark, but actually find him. Wow, what an introduction. It's a very, very powerful opening statement, which is important when you're doing a talk, apparently. I should take note. <laughs> uh, but in this, right, he, he uses this great phrase. I don't know if you picked up on it, but he said this. He said, each life has enough time and space for living so we could seek after God. We have enough space for time, uh, sorry, enough time and space for living so we can seek after God. Which is quite extraordinary thinking, isn't it? Because it gives purpose and meaning to life, to seek after him. In modern Christianity, we've used a slightly different phrase. We use this idea of being in relationship with God, which you may have heard before, that Christianity is more than just a religious duty or a title, 
but it's a relationship that is active and living and breathing and it brings life uh, to us authentically and positively. Yes. Now, we are created then to be in a relationship with God. That's the reason for life itself. And that's really, really important. We are here to be in a relationship with God. And this verse also helps us deal with that, uh, deal with the myth that Christianity is anti-intellectual. See, contrary to popular belief and what a lot of people write in their books today, Christianity actually encourages intellectual scrutiny and critical thinking. Christianity, as Paul says in this little talk here, is not groping around in the dark, but it is about seeking and discovering the most incredible and impactful truths we could search for. It's number one. Oh yes, number two. I hope you're taking notes. To become a Christian means knowing that God is with you. Number one, God wants me in a relationship with him. Number two, God is with me. Let's dig into this. Paul carries on. He says, he doesn't play hide and seek with us. He's not remote. He is near. We live and move in him. We can't get away from him. This is quite stunning language that Paul is using to describe this, isn't it? You see, as much as you want to be a Christian, God wants you to be in relationship with him much much more than you could know or think of, which tackles a myth that God is distant and aloof and that he is permanently mad at the human race. No, no, no. Paul tells us he lives with us. He is involved. He celebrates the awe and wonder of life with us because he is life itself. And notice, this isn't just for a select few. Oh, no, this is for everyone. And the astounding truth of Christianity is that God is interested in you. He loves you. He actually, dare I say it, quite likes you and you have purpose and meaning. And although life may be hard, he promises to be involved in it with us, which is mind-blowing when you think it through. The God of the universe interested in little old me, enough to come and make his home in me, which is what the Bible says. So I can say like Paul that in him I live and move and have my being. That's pretty awesome. That's one heck of a relationship. So God, uh, the purpose of life, to have a relationship with God. Number two, God is in us and he is for us. Number three, to become a Christian means acknowledging that he is God. This is all good stuff we've talked about so far, but God is God. Paul Caradon said this, one of your poets said it well, we're the God created. Well, if we're the God created, it doesn't make a lot of sense to think we could hire a sculptor to chisel a God out of stone for us, does it? Loving, loving, loving the rhetorical questions that Paul is using here. Very, very good tactic. Uh, yes. <laughs> I think, you see, people have a habit of creating gods for themselves, as there is something deep inside us that needs to worship. And if it's not directed to God himself, it will be directed to other things. See, for the Athenians, it was gods chiseled out of stone. Don't tend to do that these days. Uh, for us, it can be, say, hedonism. Hedonism? Hedonism. <laughs> Can't even say it. Uh, philosophy, maybe, or a particular view of science. It might be money or success. It might be what other people think of us. The list goes on. You see, becoming a Christian is about realising that God is our God. Now, it sounds like a bit of an odd thing to say that God is God. I appreciate that. But it is, in reality, one of the hardest things that we have to get to grips with, because having God on the throne in our lives means making some difficult choices. Do we obey him or do we not? And this becomes very difficult because our default, I think, is to live for ourselves. Normally, the person that we worship the most is ourselves. But God is God. Which leads me nicely onto the next point. Point number four, to become a Christian calls for a radical life change. 
That's what Paul said to the Athenians. He said this, God overlooks it as long as you don't know any better. But that time is past. The unknown is now known. And he's calling for a radical life change. That's pretty hard hitting, isn't it? He's calling for a radical life change. This is important. Genuinely, listen, it's really, really important. Entering the Christian life is as simple as just saying a prayer, acknowledging that you need Jesus and asking him to help you walk in his ways. But as simple as that is, it also requires a lot from us because you are, in effect, orienting your life around the things of Christ moving forward. Christianity is not a title. It's a lifestyle, which makes it both easy and hard. It's a calling to an adventure. And I don't think any adventure worth taking is not going to require anything from you. It comes down to an idea that the Bible calls lordship. So who is your king? Who is your lord? Who is your God? Who directs your life? For example, if someone wrongs you in quite a big way, you, like most Hollywood hit movies, might want to take revenge out on that person. You certainly don't want to forgive them. But when you're a Christian, things might be a little bit differently. And Jesus, well, when he directs your life, he might ask you very well to make a different decision. The Bible talks a lot about forgiveness. You don't feel like it. You don't even want to do it. So it becomes a question of lordship. If Jesus is your Lord, you forgive because he asks you to do it, not because you feel like it. You see, this is a radical life change. And this radical life change doesn't just extend to forgiveness. I mean, that's, that's, that's enough on its own. <laughs> but it opens up to every area of life, which is why I say ask a lot of us. And this is a lifelong journey as you learn what it means for Jesus to be your Lord and you submit to that Lordship. Now, let me tell you, after 30 years of being a Christian, I'm still learning what all of this means, right? Becoming a Christian means that you are willing to accept that life will change radically. Now, hear me on this. You don't have to get everything sorted out to become a Christian. You do not need to be clean or perfect. Far from it, because you'll never get there. You don't need a radical life change before you become a Christian. But by becoming a Christian, your life will radically change. Your life the day after you become a Christian may well look a lot like the life the day before you became a Christian. What I can guarantee, though, is that your life will not look the same in a year. As you grow in your knowledge and understanding of him, your life will change. As you understand his plans and his purposes for your life, your life will change. As you walk in his uh, plan for you, that's a radical change right there, because it seems like God knows what he's doing, even on this whole forgiveness lock. There's some very solid thinking behind it. Now, number five. What, what else does Paul tell us? To become a Christian is to believe in the resurrection of Christ. Paul said this. He sort of, he finalizes his sermon. He ends it uh, on a high point, let's say. And this is how he goes. He says, he, God, has set a day when the entire human race will be judged and everything set right. And he has already appointed the judge, confirming him before everyone by raising him from the dead. And at the phrase raising him from the dead, the listeners split. Some laughed at him and walked off making jokes. Others said, let's do this again. We want to hear more. But that was it for the day and Paul left. And there were still others, it turned out, who were convinced there and then and stuck with Paul. Among them, Dionysius, uh, the Aeropagate, and a woman named Damaris. Hope I got those pronunciations right. Now, God raised Jesus from the dead. This is the whole pivot point of Christianity, the resurrection. You'll notice that here in the crowd Paul was talking to, there were three responses to the resurrection of Christ as Paul talked. Number one, they laughed and walked away. Number two, some people wanted to know more. And number three, some people believed 
right there and then. And that's still the case today. You can laugh, you can walk away, uh, as some do. Uh, you might not be totally sure or sold out on it yet, and so you want to know more, which is, if I'm honest, where I was for a while. But eventually you will come to a place where you accept it with a third group of people. So why is the resurrection so important? Why did Paul bring this up? A few years after his chat here with the Athenians, uh, he put it this way when he was writing to a church in Corinth that he started. He said, and if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. Your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Said that in 1 Corinthians 15. Really interesting. In other words, if there is no resurrection, there is no Christian faith. The two things are linked and cannot exist without each other. Everything about Christianity, the idea that we have and can have a relationship with God, that we can live life with God, that we can experience him as our God, and that by becoming a Christian, our lives will radically change, all center around the idea of the resurrection, because without the resurrection, the other stuff simply cannot happen. And when you realize this, you also quickly realize that this salvation that God offers us through Christ, well, it's not about you. It's not about your good life. It's not about your deeds, your act, how much you have sinned or how much you haven't sinned or how much praying you have done this week. No, no, no. It's not about you. It is all about Jesus. It is all about his death, his burial and his resurrection. This is a massive topic, let me tell you, much more extensive than I think we can cover here. But the good news is that we've covered this a lot on Church. So if you want to dig a bit deeper, just head over to the website and search out some of the past services on the resurrection. Suffice it to say, though, that the resurrection is a key, well, is not a key, it's the key to Christianity. So five points. Lead us all to one very important question that I had to answer when I was 18. How do I become a Christian? Well, you'll be pleased to know that there are no processes to follow, no 12 steps, no chants, no incantations uh, you have to make. Uh, sorry to report, as I said at the start, there's no secret handshake. Really, the answer can be summed up in one word, probably uh, well, one word from probably the most well-known verse in the Bible, and it is this, John 3.16. You've just got to believe. That's it. Believe. And this is all tied to a simple decision that you make. And that is a decision you can make right now. Like some of the people in the crowd following Paul, they were convinced there and then. No, this is a decision that I need to make right now. I don't need my life to be perfect. I don't need to, all my you know, all the planets lined up, I'm just going to make a decision right now. But that might not be you. You might be on a journey. You might want to know more. Everyone is different with a different story. For me, it was something that I spent over a year looking at and thinking about and studying and trying to get my head around. But one day, I just made a decision that changed my life. I would be a Christian from that point on. Now, if you're ready to make that decision, just do what I did. Say a simple prayer, something like this. Lord, I'm ready. I've come to a place where I want to acknowledge that Jesus is my Lord, that Jesus came to save me and that he rose from the dead. Lord, draw near to me as I draw near to you and teach me what it means to live a life as a Christian. Amen. If you've just prayed that prayer or if you're watching this live stream and you've recently become a Christian through other mechanisms, uh, awesome. What happens next? Well, let me just be the first person to say congratulations. Uh, it's great that I that you have made, not I, you, uh, have made this radical life-changing decision to follow Jesus. I'll leave it in the with the guys in Conversation Street to talk to you about some of the more practical stuff about what happens next for you, like, you know, reading the Bible, getting stuck into church and all that sort of stuff. Hint, guys, you know, Conversation Street, get ready. Uh, but can I encourage you to get in touch with us and let us know that you have made that decision. We would genuinely love 
to pray for you and help you on with your next steps. You can reach us through the website at www.crowd.church, through social media at CrowdChurch or through email. Uh, You can reach us via WhatsApp. The WhatsApp number will come up on the screen because I don't actually know what it is. Uh, But it's also available on our website at www.crowd.church. We honestly would love to hear from you. Genuinely, we would. So let me tell you in closing about Jenny. Jenny is an absolute legend. Uh, and Jenny has been uh, talking about faith with a friend. She was she was not a Christian. This is all very recent. Uh, and she was intrigued by the strength of his faith. But Christianity honestly did not appeal to her at all. But Jenny did start a journey and came across our online alpha course, which is a great course to do if you're exploring Christianity, as it goes through some of the key questions you will have. You can find it on our website. Just head over to crowd.church, scroll right to the bottom and click the online alpha course link or just Google Crowd Church online alpha course. When I tested it, we were number one. <laughs> You just never know, right? Uh, But do check out that online alpha course. Now, many of the websites that Jenny came across talked about, in Jenny's word, how you must repent of your sins and surrender your uh, life uh, and live a radically different life, which all sounded very, very impossible and overwhelming and rules-based. So Jenny was wrestling with Christianity and she was struggling with it. She was sort of looking but was very cynical and reluctant in her words but her friend kept encouraging her and in Jenny's words something happened during this time where uh, and I'm quoting where I physically felt something lift from me and I felt very emotional and a lot of those objections in my head just went away now Jenny I met on WhatsApp she connected with us on WhatsApp just like we encourage you to do with your prayer requests with your questions Jenny asked a few questions and I asked how it was going and we just struck up a conversation which was great Jenny replied with the head blown emoji which have to be honest with you made me smile here is what Jenny said for those of us who are very new to it it's quite extraordinary to learn how God can work You can read it in books, etc., but it's only when you experience it does it blow your mind, or at least that was the case for me. And to be honest with you, Jenny, it was also the case for me. Now, whatever I thought, I felt, believed, thought in April uh, when all this started is nothing like what happened last Wednesday and what I felt, believed, thought since. I love Jenny's story. Uh, Sharon, my wife, and I recently watched her getting baptized. Love the whole video thing and live streaming thing. Uh, And we got to see Jenny get baptized. She started to search for Jesus and found him, which is what the Bible actually promises is going to happen. And when she found him, her life changed. Not because she started to follow a whole bunch of rules all of a sudden, but because Jenny discovered, as I have and billions, billions of others, that we are designed to have a life-altering encounter and relationship with Christ, and that there is a lot of joy in that. So if you're like Jenny and have questions, even cynical ones, do reach out to us and let us know. Or if you have become a Christian, uh, also reach out to us if you're just starting your walk of faith and need some advice and some support. We would love to connect with you. Of course, If you're like me and a bit of a dinosaur, been around for a while, also connect. We'd love to connect with you too. We would love to pray for you. Do send in the stuff. So that's it from me. Let's head back. I'm going to do this. Maybe they can do some funky effect. I don't know. Back to the studio. Thanks for listening. And we are back. Now you're going to have to change the sound thing. I don't think they're going to be able to hear us. So just with your mouse. Just change that to the uh, DLZ. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is that the one? No, 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 you don't want mono. Okay. Thank you very much for joining. There we go. Can you hear us now? There Hopefully. We go. Apologies. <laughs> Hopefully the sound is coming through. Can you yeah. hear us now, ladies and gentlemen? Hopefully that's working. Yeah. Uh, just let us know. And yes, Jenny is in the comments who I was talking about. Yeah. 
so Jenny, great story. Uh, and thank you for letting me share it. Yeah. Amazing. It's just every time you hear about someone who finds Jesus, mm. and it is a head-blowing moment. Every I, I time. That, yeah, <laughs> head-blowing emoji. Yeah. I definitely, <laughs> it made me smile. Uh, it was great. It was great. And we were at, um, you weren't, I was at Frontline this morning, which is the, I want to say the mothership. <laughs> <laughs> we're part of the Frontline network. Um and I was at Frontline this morning. 19 people got baptized. Mm. I really wanted to go and see Gary. Uh, oh, yeah. Gary baptized. got dunked. He was awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So another legend. But, yeah, it was great. You know, so many people making so many life-altering decisions. Um, and that's the, the – the, I mean, when we were talking earlier on, weren't we, about what's the story, It fundamentally there – there is one thing which connects all of those stories. How they became a Christian is all very different. But fundamentally, what connects all those stories is they've all had a life-altering encounter yeah. with God. Uh, and they've all gone, you know what? Yeah, this is for me. Uh, I'm in. And regardless of how that happened, do you know what I mean? And, yeah. uh, and that's, the, that's the amazing thing. And that's what Jenny experienced. Um, and that's been great. Um, and I know everybody on the live, well, I say everybody, People on the live stream got similar stories, right? So, um, yeah, it's great. It's wonderful, isn't it, to have that? Yeah, it is. And, I mean, we've got loads of points to go through. But one have of we? The, yeah, we have. <laughs> but one of those is that radical life change is afterwards. You can't prepare in, in a way to become a Christian. You can't get to a stage, okay, I'm good enough now. Yeah. Today, I didn't do too many bad things. Let's go. Let's go for it. Let's punch the microphone. Let's punch the microphone. Um, we're a mess. We yeah. need Jesus, yeah. whatever stage we're at. Yeah. Um, it might, might be our worst day, might be our best mm. day. Um, That's so and true. I, and I love that we can't, we, can't, we can't work, after we become Christian, we can't work into heaven. Yeah. We can't get into God's good books and the top yeah. of the list or anything. We, we, we can't do no, that. No, we can't. It's... It's funny, I'm talking to a couple of different people today, some on text message, the WhatsApp, some in person. I had a few folks around our house. All, two, two people specifically wanting to sort of get established in their faith, right? Um, uh, they're sort of very, at the very early stages of their Christian journey. Okay, so uh, I don't know if they've made that decision yet or whether they are in the process of making it or whether they are just post-making. I didn't really get into the details, to be honest with you, but we were just chatting away. And both of them, the, the comment to both of them I had to say was this thing of, you're, you think you need to do X, Y, and Z to have those ducks in a row before you become a Christian. Like, you, if you don't do that, God's not going to accept mm. you. And that's the furthest thing from the gospel, yeah. right? Um, because I said to them, I said, well, listen, well, you, you, you take those, let's say you check those things off your list. What's next? Yeah, yeah. Because that list will just keep going and going and going, yeah. right? And so you're right. When it, be, when, it, when it comes to becoming a Christian, it doesn't matter what's on your list or what you think you have to check off. Um, it's, it's not going to help you. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's... In a lot of ways, you know. That's probably the biggest thing that makes Christianity different from other religions yeah quite possibly yeah isn't it it's mm. it's not a set of rules and it's not something that you're going to find out i wrote it down because i was reading about um uh i think it's part of the islam faith that you can be forgiven but you don't know that happens until you die oh really yeah oh wow that's why i heard this week i mean someone might correct me but god says no who's going to forgive you now yeah <laughs> yeah, we, now, we can be assured of we that. We don't have we? to do stuff yeah. hoping that we're going to get into heaven, hoping yeah. they're going to, we're going to meet God. He, he comes, he's done it for us. Yeah. That's the yeah, it's, yeah. it's a certainty. Yeah, it is. Yeah. There's a great phrase that I, I heard in, I think I might have mentioned this before on the live stream. There's a great phrase that I've heard banded around Christianity for a little while. Uh, and this is aimed at Christians who are, who are talking to, people who are not yet Christians, right? Uh, and the, the, the phrase is, you don't have to clean the fish before you catch it, <laughs> right? And if you've been around church circles for a while, you'll know exactly what this phrase means. It basically, Christians 
have had this assumption for a long time. There's this sort of head knowledge about grace. Well, hang on, it's all about God's grace. But there's this thing which says, well, if you want to become a Christian, you have to do dot, dot, dot. You've got to sort your life out here. You've got to, you know, stop drinking, stop doing drugs. You've got to stop sleeping around. You've got to do dot, dot, dot. And then when you've done those, then come to church and, you know, maybe then we can talk to you about becoming a Christian. In other words, they're trying to clean the fish before they catch it. And it's it's not true. Now, all of that said, one of the things I said in the talk was you're, you, don't, you don't have to have that radical life change to become a Christian. No. But once you become a Christian, your life will radically yeah. change. And I do think God asks things of us and from us. Yeah. Um, I think um, you said the unknown is now known. So before we were a Christian, we lived in that life of not knowing whether almost whether God was real yeah. or but we, then we made that commitment and, we, and the unknown became known and we now have that responsibility. Well, now we know God's real. Yeah. So now let's listen to him and now let's allow him to convict us of things, yeah. to move us on. Um, and even with that, he doesn't do stuff. God's a God of love, isn't he? Yeah. You, you talked about being, um, he's excited to be with us and we're excited yeah. to be with him. Um that it's not it's not um, a relationship where you're getting slapped, you know, to go faster and faster and faster. It's it's the relationship. It's a good analogy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To 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 draw near. Yeah. And learn and move on. Yeah. Um, and be more be more like Jesus. And, yeah. And not even just because God wants us to be like Him, but because He created the world for us. Mm. That if we are more like them mm. it works more it's funny how that works yeah, yeah no totally i i think you're right i think we are designed to i think we are designed in a certain way and, and life works when we live according mm. to that standard and yeah. to that to that calling and i think life often doesn't work when we don't do that mm. that makes sense yeah and so yeah i was talking to a gay uh, a guy today about his addictions trying to overcome addiction you try and overcome addiction by yourself and this was our, our conversation you try doing that in your own strength mm. and see how far you get and it's like well it's all it's failed every single time yeah and i'm like well and don't get me wrong i'm not an addiction counselor i just want to preface everything by yeah. saying this right and i'm not i'm not poo-pooing addiction counseling or any of that sort of stuff but trying to get through something like that yeah. in your own strength with your own capacity with your own capability um, is very, very difficult. Whereas if, if you go to Christ and you say, come into my life, come into my heart, change my life, give me that radical life change, I want to be clean. Well, then there's this wonderful verse in the Bible which says it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. In other words, God gets involved. So breaking free from that addiction, I've seen people instantly get set free from addictions and i've seen it take a while mm. um every every journey is unique yeah. the thing that is common to every journey is god is involved uh, and so again all these things that we face all these things that we go through come to christ first because you can deal with that with him in his strength rather than you trying to have to figure it all out yourself does that make sense um, and that's that radical life change yeah Absolutely. That absolute like radical life change. Yeah. Um, so let's have a look at some of the comments. Well, 21 years, Matt, has been baptised. Quite a good... 21 years. Yeah. Matt's I've just got a text message here on the church WhatsApp because it comes through to this phone at the moment. Uh, uh, it says, Matt, you should totally do a radio show. I find your voice mesmerising. <laughs> <laughs> So I know the WhatsApp's working, yeah. um, but yes, uh, actually one of the things I'm talking to this this person, I won't mention their name on there because they'll be unfair, they're not in the comments on YouTube, but um, one thing you can do, now we were talking, I talked there, that, sorry, we're skirting around a little bit, yeah. but one of the things that we talked about at the end was the resurrection and how it's a central point to Christianity and how for me I spent a lot of time looking at and investigating the claims of Christianity before going, yeah, sure, okay, I'll sign on to the dotted line. I always believed in God, but 
you know, there is a requirement, I think, when you become a Christian. One of the great tools you now have to help you get your head around that, Jenny did a little bit, uh, just a person on WhatsApp's doing it, is Alpha. Mm. You know, doing the Alpha course, whether that's in person at a local church, whether that's doing like the online ones, like on the Crowd Church website, um, whether it's a hybrid, you know, um, Alpha is such a great tool to find out more about the Christian faith. Yeah. So if you are investigating, if you are wondering what's going on, um, about the resurrection and all that sort of stuff. The Alpha course is a really good place to start. There are other courses available, like Christianity Explored is another one, which is also great. Um, there's a lot of resource out there which you can access. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was worth mentioning just because of that, what's that message that came yeah. through. Yeah, there. definitely, because it just helps you just stages, doesn't it? Yeah, just it does. to learn more about. And, and a lot of the words that you start to hear, and even when you're reading, um, reading the Bible, you come across phrases yeah. and different ways of, of different things that are said and it's great just to get a bit of an understanding from that yeah, and, then, it is. and to ask questions yeah um, as you're doing it alpha's great for that isn't it yeah i have a million questions i'm going to ask yeah. you all the awkward questions i can possibly yeah. think of um and i i just love all the awkward questions i'm not gonna lie <laughs> i'm quite fun uh, if i'm honest with you you might not like my answers but you can definitely <laughs> ask questions <laughs> Oh, brilliant. But no, check it out, the Alpha course. And like I said, there's, there's uh, more information is available on the Crowd Church website. Just search for the online Alpha whilst you're on there. Um, but yeah, or do it, like I say, an in-person one, uh, in uh, an in-person church, local church. They're brilliant. They're yeah. such good, good things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good resource. Very, very, get very to, good resource. Get to meet some more people. That's always nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so what else is in your notes? You've got plenty. I didn't take any. Then I did the talk. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, here, look, Andy's put in the comments, the Alpha course is how I found crowd. Oh, awesome. Amazing. Yo, Andy, you're a legend, yeah. man. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. That's I didn't brilliant. know that, actually. Yeah. Uh, but thank you for letting me know. I do know that now. Yeah. I put, um, I know we've talked a lot about the resurrection, but it it's not just, for me, it wasn't just a one-time explanation. It was like, oh, now yeah. the resurrection is central. Yeah. The more I find out about it, the more I realize what, Christ did when yeah. he died, the yeah. more that situation and that event grows. And you're just like, wow. Yeah. That's and because that's grown, that's how much you love me. He yeah. loves me. And that's grown. Yeah. And and you see it woven into yeah. the Bible. It didn't just start and end on that day, those yeah. three days. It started before creation. Yeah. You know? And and when you get your head around that, that God knew that we were going to fall away from Him, He's going to create this perfect world, and then we just ditch God. Yeah, and He still comes and dies. Yeah, He still knew knew that before. Yeah, it's just but blows your head, blows your mind again. <laughs> head blown emoji. Yeah, we need like one of those sort of action. There's clips <laughs> that we can just play. We just press a button, it goes poof, on the screen. But no, you're totally right, Dan. And I think this is the thing about the Christian walk, isn't it? The more you walk with Christ, the more you discover. The more you discover, the stronger you walk with And it becomes like it, it is ever increasing. Paul said it this way in Scripture. He said, you know what? I know in part, but I prophesy in part. Um, and what is now known in part will become fully known. Um, talking about eternity. Mm. Uh, and I, I read that and I go... Yeah, the, the, the more I do this Christian walk thing, the more I realize I just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I did, but there's so much more to this than I thought. And you get into it and it just becomes this rabbit hole. Um, and yeah, in the fullness of eternity, there are some things that we will find out uh, in its fullness. But for now, you're right. And I think what tends to happen is as a Christian, the more you walk with Christ, the revelation about the resurrection and what that means mm. is the transformative thing. So it's good. Uh, don't get me wrong. I, I I love the you know for God so loved the world. I love the fact that we know that God loves us. Um, and that in itself is powerful. But it's in the resurrection that, an understanding that, that the transformation comes, mm. because that's what you understand. What, when you understand the resurrection, you start to understand what you've been saved from. If that makes sense. Mm. Um, so, for example, we, how do I know I've been forgiven of sin, right? So you talked about that, whereas there are certain faiths where you, you just don't know. 
you don't, I don't, I don't know. I'll find yeah. out one one yeah. day, I suppose. But how can I be confident that I've been forgiven of my sin? Well, I know because of the resurrection. Mm. Do you yeah. see what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and it's that, and understanding that gives me that confidence. Well, once you, uh, the more you dig into it, it's like, well, how do I know God wants to heal me if I pray for healing? Well, I just, we can we can take it back to the resurrection. How do I know that God will provide for me? Well, I can take it. There's all these things you can take back yeah. to. The, so the longer you walk with Christ, the more you realize everything is tied into that. Yeah. Sorry, I, mean, I just went off on one then. <laughs> no, brilliant. Here's a, a tough question. So Matt's put, is it alpha sort of question? Can you lose <laughs> your salvation? A, oh, go on, crew. Just that's a little question. Can you lose your salvation? And here's an alpha type answer, Matt. Yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I would answer it. Yes, you can, and no, you can't. Uh, I think uh, losing your salvation is such a fascinating question, isn't it? Because there, it's not a binary, simple answer. Mm. I don't think when I read scripture, I, I think some people read it as very black and white, and I think there are nuances in that. Like I think there, it, scripture does talk about people that have committed the sin the unpardonable sin you know the, the grieving of the holy spirit um but to commit that sin the qualifications which you must have yeah do you know what i mean i'm not, yeah. I'm not talking about a degree you know yeah. i'm talking about certain things that you have had to have done in your christian walk which the majority of people haven't yeah the realization um, of yeah that. i yeah. mean you've got to have gone through so much and then at that point go, yeah, I'm not interested. That becomes the unpardonable sin in many ways. But let me tell you, I don't know, and I I know a lot of Christians um, over the years, I don't know if I can pinpoint a single person that would have fitted all of those criteria and has walked away from their faith. So I think whilst there, there are possibilities of it, I think it's not actually that straightforward or easy to do. Um, And I know that there are a lot of people that stress about this. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, I'm a Christian and I I went out and did something stupid. Whatever. Do you know what I mean? They, they've just gone. And so they're, they're like, does that mean I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm now not forgiven? Have I committed something which was really, you know, unforgivable? And you're like, no. No. Trust me, no. Um, and if you feel like you have, please write to me because I would, I would, I would love to meet you. Because if you have, you've done all these great things and I've got a lot of questions yeah. for you, you know. And if you feel like you have. That's probably one of the um, categories that sort of says, "Well, no, because I realise that I have." Yeah. Um, come before, I real, you know, I still realise that God's there. I still realise that yeah. conviction. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the way Scripture talks about it, when you if you do walk away in such a way that you, you cannot come back, you know, you definitely have made a very real conscious choice about something. Um, but like I say, for 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 most of us, and I'm including myself in this bracket, um, I don't think it's something that we have to th- worry about. And I think God's forgiveness is open to all of us. Um, and I think uh, you, you, you will be fine. Just repent, as we like to say in church circles. Get your heart right before God. Um, change, change what you were doing and just keep moving forward. Yeah, that's it. Just mm. change what you were doing. Mm. Yeah, like Jesus said to the woman at the well, just don't do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know Absolutely. what you've been doing, don't do it anymore. Yeah. Oh, okay, well, right. Yeah. And the thing is, it's not for us. Um, I'm, I'm glad we're not the judges. You know, God is the That's judge. That's an interesting point. Actually, there's some scripture which you <laughs> might, you might uh, read and go, well, maybe we are <laughs> going to be the judge at some point. I don't know. Um, but right now, here at this point, yeah, I'm definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> but God sees us right from the yeah, from the end to the beginning. Yeah, um, and He sees our hearts, and He sees yeah, yeah. And it doesn't mean you're not going to do something stupid. It doesn't mean there's a lasso around you that protects you um, from doing something that is against God's yeah will. We still have that. We still yeah, have we that do. Free will. Yeah, we do. Don't we? Yeah, and 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 it and God doesn't promise to protect you from him, from yourself, mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> which is a bit is a very good point. Yeah, yeah, totally. 
Um, so yeah, hopefully that's answered that question. <laughs> yes and no, Matt, is the answer. <laughs> but thanks for asking that, you little. <laughs> what else is in your notes? Sorry. So what else have we got? Um, I think we've covered pretty much all of it, actually. Oh, look at the time. Um, did not. But I do it. like that. That um, there's, there's lots of points you, points you put down. That he is God. He can't be sculpted. He's not. Um, yeah, this is a really important point yeah. in the modern world that actually yeah. God's God, and you can't form Him to your truth. Mm. This, you know, you live your truth, you find out your truth. It's all. Isn't it amazing that God said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." We've come to this yeah. this world of our own yeah. truth, and two thousand years ago, Jesus said, "You have to I be the way, the really careful, really careful with that kind of thing." God, fundamentally, as a Christian, God is God, and as soon as you try and get God. As soon as you try and act as God, as in you mm. start to dictate what's going on, it is all kinds of wrong. And you go, well, I'm living my truth. I'm living authentic to me. You're kind of like, no, you're trying to be the God of your own life. You're trying to do a role which you're not designed to do. Mm. Um, let God be God. He knows what he's doing. He's been doing it a while. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's got the best interests for you and me at heart. So, let him be God and don't try and usurp that. Um, I, I do hear a lot of this type of talk at the moment. You know, um, I'm deconstructing my Christian faith. I'm going to live my truth. I'm going to live authentic to me. And it's like, no, fundamentally, and, and hear me on this. I'm, not, I'm just aware of time and I haven't got time to go into it fully. But fundamentally, you are trying to be your own God. You are trying to be the God in your life. And that's not a role you can do. Let God be God. Stop telling God how to be God. Yeah. Let him be God. I think there's a lesson for all of us, really. Yes. Um, and life will go much better. And this is what Paul was trying to get across to the Athenians. It's like, it's not you. Um, it's not about what you carve in stone. Let God be God. That means... Let the creator be the creator. Yeah. We're the created. Yep. Let's, yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. Uh Yes. <laughs> and on that note, Indeed. I'm reading what Cruz put here. What's happening next week other than the clock's changing? Yes. So we're on at the same time, but a different time. Astronomically speaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the clock's changed, don't yeah. they, next, uh, yeah. next weekend. And who is on, who's on the live stream next week? Um, it's a very good question. Let me look. Did you, have you got it? I've got it here. Okay. It is you matt i'm on i figured i would be <laughs> with your lovely wife and dave Ooh. Conley is talking ah oh, fantastic the legend that is dave yeah. that so that's gonna thrill. be a good one yeah yeah, yeah. for those of you who don't know who dave is uh, do come join us dave is one of the founding pastors of the church that i started going to 30 years ago um he is just an awesome guy i've known him for 30 i can't believe this 31 <laughs> 32 years now um him and his wife, Julie, some of the most adorable, lovely people on the planet. And so um, whenever Dave talks, I'm always listening because, you know, he's... Yeah, uh, brilliant. He's we, we met, didn't we, this week? What day is it? Friday. Yeah, we met on Friday, didn't we? And um, it's old yeah. age, old age. And um, <laughs> haven't seen Dave for a while. It was so nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good to see him. Good to see him. So do, brilliant. Yes. Do come and join us for that. Uh, yeah, so make sure you hit the like button and the subscribe button if you haven't done so already. Yep. You'll get notified when we are live. If you haven't done so, also, have you got a button? Head over to the website, www.crowd.church. You can sign up to the newsletter, uh, which is getting a bit more established now uh, in the sense that we're doing it properly. <laughs> um, and Matt Crew is spell-checking it. So hey. <laughs> It's Matt Crew's superpower. Yes. is his ability to spot the most... In incredible stuff yeah. anyway well, that's why he's uh, on countdown that's why he's on countdown yeah yeah, yeah you can Starting see yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the zoom as well so zoom on Wednesdays. zoom on yeah, yeah. yeah so if you're interested in that get in contact yeah yeah let us know reach out to us via the website grab yeah. the whatsapp number send me a message it will come through to my phone today so uh do come and say how's it on the whatsapp be great to hear from you um and yeah if you want to come join the zoom be great to see you in there and i think probably the best way to end this is just to say, listen, if you, we've talked a lot today about becoming a Christian, mm. um, which we don't, I mean, we do on a few Zoom, uh, few Zooms, 
on a few of the live streams. We don't do it every week, but on this one, we focus specifically on this topic because of what was mentioned in Acts. So if that is you watching on the catch up um, and you want to get in touch, we would love to hear from you. So do reach out to us if you've got any questions. No question is a stupid question. I've yet to find a stupid question uh, that I've been asked because I think most of them come from a genuine place. Some of them... Some people maybe not so in the YouTube comments, but most of the time it comes from a genuine place. We'd love to get involved in any genuine conversation. So do reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. Indeed. Indeed we would. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, brilliant. Have an amazing week and um, we'll see you next week. We will. Thanks for joining us. Have a great week. Thank you so much for joining us here on Crowd Church. Now, if you are watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button as well as that little tiny bell notification to get notified the next time we are live. And of course, if you are listening to the podcast, uh, the live stream podcast, make sure you also hit the follow button. Now, by smashing the like button on YouTube or writing a review on your podcast platform. It helps us reach more people with the message that Jesus really does help us live a more meaningful and purposeful life. So if you haven't done so already, be sure to check out our website, www.crowd.church, where you can learn more about us as a church, more about the Christian faith, and also how to connect into our church community. It has been awesome to connect with you and you are awesome. It's just a burden you have to bear and hopefully we'll see you next time. That's it from us, God bless you. Bye for now.